Winicky, and I'm president and CEO of the Immunization Partnership. Welcome, Dr. Sanawane. I'm so excited to have you here and talk with us today. Tell me a little bit about your background and your expertise in health data. Thank you, Addison. So my background is pharmacy. I'm a pharmacist by training. And after I finished my pharmacy degree, I decided to go ahead and do my doctorate, which was in health outcomes and policy. And my expertise is basically working with large sources of healthcare data, which includes data sources like claims, different surveys, uh, immunization registries, disease registries, and so on. And particularly, I use this data to help inform clinical practice and help inform policymaking. Can you maybe give us some examples where you've been able to use health data and data analytics to help improve public health? Sure, Alison. So uh, being in this pandemic right now, I'm pretty sure many of you have seen this online data visualization tools where you are able to use basically healthcare data to visualize what healthcare looks like. So the COVID-19 data tracking tools is one of the best examples given the current situation when we are able to use this healthcare data to visualize which counties or which particular zip code is seeing a high number of infection rates of COVID-19. But also there are other examples of uh, data visualization tools that have been used uh, or applied in the context of improving economics. Uh, One such example is actually what we call the health plan transparency tool which is currently available at nine different states. And what this tool allows us to do is it allows people like you and me to compare healthcare cost and healthcare quality across different health insurance providers. So you have the power to choose based on these data of what health insurance company or what health plan is going to work best for you. And some states have actually gone a step ahead. What they have done is they have made this tool available to like people in their state, but they've also tried to incentivize people who are using these tools and making better healthcare choices in terms of reducing their healthcare costs. Data and, and particularly healthcare data can be such a powerful tool. And I often say that, you know, the, the decisions we make and even um, policy decisions are really only as good as the, the high quality of data that we can base them on. And so when we're kind of um, looking ahead, um, you know, trying to get out of this pandemic with a a COVID-19 vaccine, I think about tracking, you know, what communities have have good vaccination rates and in what communities their vaccination rates aren't as high yet. And that could that possibly help us to um, craft personalized um, solutions to get either the whole state out of the pandemic or or focus resources on certain areas that may be a little bit behind. It is, is this kind of data, could that be a good tool for that to help us get out of the pandemic and get our economy back up and running? Definitely, Alison. I think you make a good point here about how we can use this data efficiently uh, in future in order to deal with this pandemic. Uh, But what we could do in addition to these resources is we could leverage other healthcare resources such as immunization registries 
and we can track individuals and see how many individuals in that particular zip code or counties are vaccinated. And then we could use this data sets in combination to make important decisions about economy. Well, I think you're absolutely right. And in here in Texas, we have an immunization registry. And so making sure that that information is entered into our immunization registry is going to be a powerful tool. And what's really great about the immunization registry is it's been around for a long time and that all the data in there is protected. And so it's um, something that, um, um, you know, public health officials, policymakers can look at the aggregated data. Am I right to sort of look in by zip code or by county to see what the rates are and um, so that they can better target that. Is that a a good understanding of how the registry might be able to to help us um, get out of the pandemic? Yes, Alison, and uh, you've made a good point about, yes, we have the vaccine rolled out, but there are still a lot of different technical details that we need to make sure are in place as the vaccine is rolled out. And one good way of making a centralized system to track people as the vaccine is rolled out is to have an immunization registry in place that is tracking these individuals. Because keep in mind the vaccine, we have different types of vaccines. We need at least more than one dose of vaccine. We need two doses. The two doses have to be timed appropriately. Uh, And we also have to make sure that these individuals who get their first dose of vaccine receive the same dose of the same manufacturer of the vaccine. And only then we would be able to obtain uh, the efficacy of vaccine that we've seen, which is like 90% uh, right now. So it sounds like the immunization registry can really help with coronavirus vaccine on, you know, on a large scale with policy making and, and public health initiatives, but also for individuals, that's a great way to, to keep track of their records and so that they'll know when to come back and get that second dose and that they have the record of, you know, the, the first vaccine type they got, because as you mentioned, they, with multiple vaccines out there, they're not going to be compatible with each other. And so it's um, a really great tool we can use. Thank you so much, Dr. Sanawane, for sharing your expertise with us. Uh, We really appreciate it. And I invite our listeners today to subscribe to our channel for future episodes and visit us on our website at immunizeusa.org. Thank you. Thank you.